Are you ready? You are about to enter the Power On Boost podcast, where we facilitate the awakening of your personal power by providing powerful content that will inspire you, motivate you, and help you realize you are enough. Come join your host, Adrian Wesley, and let him show you how you can turn your power on and be alive to thrive. How you doing, everybody? My name is Adrian Wesley. I'm one of the co-founders of the Power On Movement. I'm also a clinical hypnotherapist, human optimization coach, and a public speaker. Anyway, very excited to be here. It is a new time for the Power On Boost. I normally do the Power On Boost on Mondays, but Monday mornings, which is actually Tuesday morning in Thailand, and I can't do the Power On Boost Tuesday morning in Thailand anymore, so I'm going to start doing the Power On Boost on Monday. And it'll be broadcast to you guys Sunday afternoon. Woo! I'm just waking up. So the Power On Movement is uh, facilitating the awakening of personal power worldwide. We've got members all over the world. And we do this through a nonprofit Facebook group. And we provide human optimization information on Mondays. Monday's my Monday. It's going to be your Sunday in North America. I do human optimization through the Power On Boost. And on Wednesdays, we have Dr. Nick Jensen with Wellness Wednesdays. And on Friday, we have uh, Graham Young. Woo! Today, I'm going to be talking about relationships. As I mentioned last time, I'm in a new relationship, fallen madly in love, and has brought up some stuff for me in my own personal development. And I also like to share with you what's going on in my life as it's going on, because I think that that provides a lot of valuable information for you on how to navigate your own relationships and how to navigate everything else you deal with in your life. The other thing before I get started, I swear. So as a disclaimer, if you don't like swearing, don't listen. Don't idolize me. Make your own mind up. Don't idolize anybody. Alex Noon, thank you for the hearts, buddy. Nice to be loved. Don't idolize me. Don't idolize any public speaker. Make your own mind up. If you don't like swearing, don't listen to this. And those are my two disclaimers. For the mindset challenge, for those of you that don't know, every 30 days we do a mindset challenge. And this 30 days we're doing everything is always working out for me. So again, you want to repeat to yourself as much as you can. Every day, everything is always working out for me. For those of you that don't know, I've moved to Thailand. I've set up a Thai company. I'm going to get some pictures taken today and bring a work permit. So I'm getting all of that sorted out. I have an apartment in Vancouver I still need to sort out. I have a business in Vancouver I need to do taxes for. I've got another business in Saskatchewan, Canada, which I need to do something with the taxes. Anyway, the bottom line is I got a lot of moving parts right now. And I woke up this morning about 5 o'clock and my mind starts churning stressful thoughts. So what do I do? Everything's always working out for me. Everything's always working out for me. Everything's always working out for me. Because old Adrian, who used to live in generalized anxiety, those thoughts would come up and then I would be sewered in them. And I'd try and ruminate about it and try and sort it out. And guess what? There's no no sense trying to sort something out at 3 o'clock in the morning because you're denying yourself sleep. And then you're going to be a bag of shit the next day. And then you're going to end up making worse decisions because you didn't get a good night's sleep. So again, repeat to yourself, everything is always working out for me. This is the master blaster affirmation. And it helps me immensely because this morning I've got all these moving targets. 
And I'm like, everything's always working out for me. Everything's always working out for me. Everything is always working out for me. So today's topic, super exciting. I don't know how long I've been with Joy for, but it's been an incredible process. And I wanted to bring you guys up to date on on what I've been learning and going through. For those of you that did not watch the last Power on Boost, I highly recommend it. It's been the most viewed Power on Boost I've ever done. I got the most comments, messages about it. And it tells me that a lot of people need help with the relationships and a lot of people need help becoming comfortable with themselves in relationships and safety and trust and communication. So I'm really excited to produce a couple series on this Power on Boost about relationships because I am definitely learning. And those of you that didn't get to watch the last Power on Boost, I have fallen madly in love with a woman. And when I came to Thailand, I went to a restaurant, which I live near, and we parked the car and went for a walk. And we looked up and I saw a sign of the restaurant that said One Love. And I walked into the restaurant and I saw the lady that owned the restaurant and her name was Joy. Well, Joy and I are now soon to be living together and have fallen madly in love, and we're going to spend the rest of our lives together. That's what our heart tells us, and it's just a very cool story because I moved to Thailand to create the real me and ended up, and my mission is to make self-love go viral, and I ended up walking into a restaurant, which I live near, and have fallen in love with a lady named Joy from One Love. That's the story, but... It's also triggered, especially at the beginning, a lot of abandonment issues for me, a lot of insecurity, a lot of jealousy. For those of you that don't know, my mom committed suicide, so I have major, major abandonment stuff. I've never had a healthy, really healthy relationship in my life. But the great thing about what's happened with meeting Joy is that when I met Joy and when Joy met me, her cup was full and my cup was full. So this is the first time in my life I've ever met anybody where my cup is full. And this is the first time I've met anybody where their cup is full. So that's why the relationship is so healthy. And that's why I'm so excited because we didn't come into the relationship needing each other or needing to plug into each other. So as I did mention last week, it's brought up and I just mentioned it again and I'll mention it again to you is it's brought up some stuff for me that needed to be sorted out. And as I've explained to you before, your subconscious mind holds your belief system. And I want you to imagine that your subconscious mind is like your supercomputer and your conscious mind is like your laptop. And in your supercomputer are your belief system. And your belief system is basically the programs that tell the supercomputer what to create and what to do. So I've still got faulty beliefs inside of me or I've been working on them with little Adrian inside of me. Little Adrian is the the part of me at 14 or 15 years old where my mom attempted suicide and where my mom committed suicide. That little part of me is still fucked up. He's still got some faulty beliefs. He's still tweaked. So that's the work I have to do to be in a healthy relationship. And that's the work you're going to have to do to be in a healthy relationship. If you have traumas and faulty beliefs to have a healthy relationship, you're going to have to face this stuff. So what I did is I did a parts therapy, and I did a parts therapy two weeks ago. And for those of you that don't know what parts therapy is, basically the hypnotherapist puts me into trance and quiets my conscious mind and asks to speak to my subconscious mind. And then when she speaks to he or she speaks to my subconscious mind, they ask to speak the parts therapy I did. I got the hypnotherapist, Lady Cindy, a teacher from my school. I got her to ask 
for the part that's causing Adrian to feel jealous over Joy's guy friends. Because when I first met Joy, they were tweaking me and causing insecurity and jealousy. And we all have opposite sex friends. And it's healthy to have opposite sex friends. But it's a new thing for me. And it tweaked me, tweaked me bad. So I did this parts therapy on it. The part came forward. And I went back to the first girlfriend I ever, uh, I lost my virginity with. And she cheated on me. And then the hypnotherapist told me to go back again. And I went back to uh, the hospital room where my mom was in a coma after she uh, attempted suicide. And so the parts therapy that I had to do work on was talking to little Adrian in that hospital room and nurturing him and holding him and trying to explain to him some things. Anyway, it was a fucking powerful, powerful emotional release session. It was literally uh, in the top three of most powerful therapy sessions I've ever had. But I can tell you right now, the exciting thing is, is that my insecurity and jealousy with Joy and her guy friends and boyfriends has gone down. Now it was up here. Now it's here. And I'm going to do another parts therapy this week and it'll be down here. But my point is, is that I'm doing the work. I'm owning it. I'm not blaming her and I'm not telling her she can't have guy friends. I've got to, I've got to do the work to figure out how to sort it out. So that's my one message to you is just to bring you an update is that there are solutions. Parts therapy is probably one of the most powerful therapies on this planet right now to create mental change. And it's working. And that's how I changed PTSD, generalized anxiety. I was able through parts therapy to change all of these faulty beliefs about myself and how I interact with my environment. And it's changed me as a complete new human being. Now I've added this new component into my life, which is being open and vulnerable and loving a female. And uh, I need to go back to the drawing board and do parts therapy. So my other message to you is the work's never going to end. If you want to keep growing and you want to keep challenging yourself, you have to keep doing the work. One thing I wanted to talk about today is communication. This is why I'm so excited about what Joy and I have, because we talk about everything. It just so happens the joy happens to be very empathetic. So if there's a shift inside of me, so if she's at work and she sends me a message and I shift because I get jealous or I get an anxiety, she can feel it. So when I first met her, I was like, fuck, this is a good thing or it's a bad thing because I'm fucked. I can't hide anything from this woman. But it's actually been incredible because it's forced us, it's forced us to truly communicate and we have to communicate on everything. So the beginning of our relationship has been extremely front-loaded. And I mean front-loaded in the sense that we have been working through a lot of different things. And a lot of it has been to do with me and my trauma and my triggers. But a lot of it has to do is I was single for three years. She was single for almost five years. I think she dated somebody a year ago, but not for long. So a lot of, we don't have a lot of experience. A lot of our time has been being single. So there's a lot of work that's come in the beginning. But the communication has been absolutely fucking incredible. And it's the first time I've ever had a female in a relationship that truly tells me what she needs and communicates. Because before I always pick people that didn't tell me what they need. And then resentment builds up. And then they start hating the fucking big bald-headed bearded beast. And then it just becomes a fucking disaster. It's my whole past is not communicating and she communicates. It's incredible. So we always know what's going on. Is it exhausting sometimes? Yep. 
but we were talking about it yesterday. And I think most people fall in love and the chemicals start flowing. And then they're in this fucking bubble for three months. And they both sort of fake who they are and try and please the other person. And then the honeymoon period ends and the foundation's not built because you've just been sailing along in fucking la-la land, which is cool. Then things start to get difficult because you don't have the skills or the tools. you got to learn them how to deal with each other. And you haven't been the real you. Well, with what Joy and I have been going through is it's forced us. It's not forced us. It's created an environment where we are forced to be the real us, all triggers and everything. You know, she said yesterday that we've been, we don't have any problems. We've just been riding feelings. And that really helped to understand it because a lot of the stuff I've been dealing with has not been like her and I have been able to come to a conclusion or come to a place that works, a compromise, happiness. We're both really on the same page, but these triggers get, I get triggered and then I send a message and then it, she gets triggered and then it, it just becomes a roller coaster ride on feelings. So my first message for you is that if you want to have a healthy relationship with somebody, both people need to be communicating about what's going on. It's going to take some work in the beginning to sort it out, but I'd suggest highly, highly, highly suggest that you do the front-loaded work. You do the work in the beginning, and you create the environment to be successful because you need to have faithfulness. You need to have loyalty. You need to have commitment that you won't quit. And you need to have communication. And of course, you need to have love. But love is the easy thing when the chemicals are going and everybody's all crazy for each other. Because there are a massive amount of chemicals that are being released in the body when you fall in love with somebody. Massive, massive amount of chemicals. Anyway, communication is super, super important. I recommend everybody that's in a relationship right now, you hire a communication coach to give you some coaching. Even if you're in a relationship that's going well, I always use this analogy with my clients, two figure skaters that are trying to figure skate in the gold Olympics. And figure skating is a good analogy because you've got to take two very talented figure skaters and you've got to bring them together and they've got to start skating in unison together. And that's very much like a relationship. So Joy and I came together as two separate figure skaters. I know it's kind of a funny fucking analogy thinking about the 220-pound, six-foot-two, balded beers, balded beast, body sculpting, hypnotherapist on figure skates. That's a fucked up image. But we'll roll with it for this example. So Joy and I are coming together and trying to figure skate together. And we're kicking each other's feet. I'm going this way. She's going that way. Or, And if you don't have a coach... You will never get to a high level of performance. So we have coaches in everything in sports in our society. We have coaches in so many aspects of our lives, but we don't get them for our relationships. So I highly recommend, I highly recommend if you're in a relationship, even if it's going well, hire somebody to do some communication coaching for you. It doesn't mean you have to approach the session and have a discussion about all of this shitty stuff that's going on. You can just come to the session and talk to somebody about communication skills. Communication, you need to create good communication in a relationship or you're screwed. If one of you is not communicating what you need and what you are being triggered by and holding it all in, it's going to blow up in your face. Just my opinion. It's going to cause resentment. 
It's going to build up. And that's what we were talking about yesterday is that normally what happens, one person in the relationship is not communicating what they need. The other person is triggering them or tweaking them. And then it just builds up and it keeps building up and it keeps building up until it blows up. The other thing that I discovered, which is incredible, which is incredible, is when Joy and I have had some disagreements or arguments and I get emotional, I'm riding on that feeling, I'm riding on emotions, it's triggered her, we're both Scorpios, so you, you better watch out, you get two fucking Scorpios and the ego and get us triggered and woo! But the other crazy cool thing is this is the first time I've ever been with a Scorpio, so it's incredible because her and I know exactly what the other person needs and is feeling and likes to hear, so it's incredible. I highly recommend trying to fall in love with somebody that's from the same sign as you. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. But back to my topic now is transmuting anger or hurt into love. It has actually been one of the most powerful things I've ever experienced in my life is transmuting those negative feelings into love. So remember I said that I met Joy. I wasn't coming to Joy with my cup empty. I was coming to Joy with my cup full and overflowing with love. And what has helped me in this relationship is to remind myself that I'm not a taker of love. I'm a lover. So I'm loving joy. I'm not here to take from joy to plug in. So we had an argument one day or a disagreement. She triggered me. I triggered her. And she went to work. And I sat here and I'm thinking, old Adrian... Old Adrian would just put his fucking drill, fucking drill himself into the ground and be mad and stay away and try and punish her or say something or keep it going. And instead, what I've learned to do is to remove myself from my own hurt and feelings and think more about what she's going through. And then I sent her a message one night, and that's where all this started, where I used to act a certain way and keep it going where I thought, you know what, she's at work, she's not feeling good, I'm going to send her a message and tell her what she needs to hear, and I'm going to let go of all of the stuff I'm holding on to me. So that's my other message to you, everybody. Learn to transmute anger and hurt into love, because it's incredibly powerful. It's incredibly powerful. It reminds me of when I was at my sister's house in Calgary, and she's an executive VP, multimillionaire, and I'm sitting in her kitchen, this was years ago, looking out at her garage, thinking, fuck, her garage is bigger than any house I've ever been in, let alone rented or owned. And what I did at that moment when I was sitting in this jealousy and insecurity for my sister and all the stuff she had accomplished is I transmuted that into happiness for her. And I was like, you know what? I'm happy that my sister has gotten what she wants. I'm happy that my sister is creating her dream. And it all went away. And it felt fucking incredible transmuting a negative emotion about somebody else into love is super, 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 super powerful. So that's what I've been starting to do with joy is that when I'm in my own selfish space of, oh, she hurt me, or I'm fucking feeling this, or I'm feeling that, what I've done is I've put myself out of that and started to look at the fact that I'm here to love her, not to take from her. And I don't want to keep hurting and I don't want her to keep hurting. So I transmute it and it's been incredible. So you got to learn to put the shit down. You got to learn to put the ego down. You got to learn to put the hurt down and you got to learn to shift. 
And that's something else that she's taught me. I grew up watching my dad and my mom fight. And when my mom and my dad would fight, my mom would get super fucking angry and aggressive. And my dad would recede and do the silent treatment. So I learned the silent treatment. I learned someone fucking pisses me off. I'm going to ignore you for a while and I'm going to punish you back. And that doesn't work. And a lot of times this is something amazing that Joy has taught me is that we'll be in the middle of this mess trying to figure something out. And one time I was lying here and I was tired. I was fucking tired. I was exhausted. And I turned into a little victim baby. So I'm lying on the bed and I'm crouched on her. I'm like, I can't deal with this. Fucking, I'm useless and I'm worthless and blah, blah, blah. And she said to me, okay, stop being the victim in a nice way, she said it. What are we going to do to move us forward? Boom. Fucking incredible wisdom. So many times we get stuck in fights and arguments with the people we love. And we just want to prove ourselves right. That's something that's rampant in my family is you got to prove yourself right. You got to argue until the other person accepts the fact that you're right. And what I've learned with joy is that let go of that. Fucking get rid of it. What are we going to do to move ourselves forward? So then it tweaked me. It's like, you know what? You're right. I want to be in this relationship with you. I don't want to keep feeling like this. So what are we going to do to move this forward? So that's another tip I have for you. Find ways to move things forward when you're stuck in a fight because there's no sense staying in the mud, in the trenches, continuing to beat each other up blow by blow by blow. And I don't mean physically. I just mean energetically. What are you going to do to move it forward? Have a fight, get it off your chest, and then what are you going to do to move it forward? Another thing that's been super, super valuable learning from Joy is living in the now. So she is one of these people that can let things go. She doesn't hold on to a lot of resentment. She lives in the now. So if something really bad happens at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, at 7 o'clock at night, she's in a totally different space, and she's ready to move forward from it. So she's shifted. She's not soaking in it. And what I used to do is soak in it and bathe in it and stay in it. And it's fucking horrible. I'm so grateful to you, Joy, for teaching me this. Living in the now and letting things go and just letting it go. It's the past. Just leave it alone. It doesn't need to be dissected. It doesn't, you don't, I don't need to be right. She doesn't need to, doesn't need to be right. Let the shit go and come back to the now and come back to where you want to be with this person, which is in happiness and love. So living in the now in relationships is super important. Let go of this need to be right. Transmute your anger and hurt into love. And live in the now and let stuff go. Drop it. Come back to love with the person you're with. Because as I've said before, 6,300 people die every hour around the world. 6,300 people approximately, based on to this website on Google, which is a, a reputable website, is that so many people are dying every hour around the world. So when you have this time with your partner, don't waste it trying to be right or don't waste it trying to ruminate. Live in the now. So Joy runs a restaurant, obviously. She's, she owns a restaurant called One Love, and she has different clients that come in. And this client, these uh, different clients, different patrons. And one of the people that she's had in recently has been a couple a gay couple, these two women, I think, I don't know, maybe 50 years old, and they have been together for over 30 years. And the advice they gave Joy in the beginning was just go for it. 
enjoy it. And that's my message to you too, is that a lot of people inhibit themselves when they fall in love with somebody. Now, if your cup is half full and you're unhealthy and someone, the red flags are up, yeah, you got to go cautious. But if you meet somebody and it gels and it's good and you feel it deep in your bone, fucking ride the wave. Like Joy's moving in. We've been dating seriously for maybe four weeks. So a lot of you will be like, that's fucked. You're crazy. I don't care. First of all, I don't care what anybody thinks. Secondly, we're doing what's right for us. Because the way we have our situation right now, we like to spend every night together. We like to snuggle together. We like to live together. We know that we want to be together. We just know. And it was awesome to get this advice from this couple that said, just ride it. Enjoy it. Because they've been married for 30 years. And they said, you'll never get back that beginning of your relationship again. So embrace it. Go full on in. If you meet the right person, go for it. That's my advice. The other thing that's really cool about Joy and I is that we both have the belief system. We both have a foundational belief that this relationship is going to work. And there's no other choice. This relationship's going to work. We always have that belief. And the other thing that is allowing me to relax and feel safe with Joy is that she's committed. Trust me. I had a lot of fucking different triggers at the beginning of this relationship. But she's been patient. And she's held the space for me to heal. And she's had her own stuff going on. It hasn't just been me. But my point is, she held the space for me to heal. And she was committed. And it showed me that I can feel safe. Because if a woman is going to go through all of this heavy lifting at the beginning of the relationship, she's obviously not just going to quit and run away on me tomorrow. The other thing that was super important with Joy and I is we became friends before we became sexual and before we became intimate. Now, we were friends for maybe a month, six weeks, but we were friends. And we messaged every day. We were always on Messenger. We got to know each other as friends. And that's one thing I want to tell you right now. So the other thing that I was talking about was being friends is that it's very important to be friends with your partner because when Joy and I are fighting or we're in anger or hurt, that's what always brings me back to love is I realize she's my buddy. And I think for some reason, when we forget that they're our friend, we can treat them a lot differently because we think that they're our lover and partner and that we have this right to treat them worse than we do our friends. We would never treat our friends the way we treat our lovers and partners. I wouldn't have in the past. So my message to you is view your partner as your friend. And if you're not friend, find out a way to become friends because that's going to be the basis of the relationship that saves you when you're older and you're wrinkled and old fucking you know what doesn't want to work anymore. I think you get what I'm saying. Shit like this happens. I don't think 85-year-olds are fucking having crazy sex like they used to. So you have to learn to have something in the relationship that is based on something more than just sexual attraction and physical attraction. You need to find your buddy. You need to find your best friend. Now, you're going to have ups and downs in a relationship. Things are going to be up and down. It's difficult. Relationships are not fucking easy, even if you're fully in love. But how bad do you want it? How fucking bad do you want it? Or do you want to quit like everybody does now? Because that's the problem in, in this day and age with relationships, in my opinion, is that everybody's on Tinder and Snapchat. And if things get bad in their relationship and it gets difficult, they just quit and they go on another date the next night. Well, now, guess what? You're never going to have a foundation. 
I feel really, really, really bad for the 20-year-olds that are starting to date right now in today's world because there's no foundation of this never giving up and commitment. It's all about if it gets difficult, we quit. There's going to be ups and downs in relationships, but that's another reason why you need to get a communication coach. 95% of the problems in relationships come from miscommunication. Did you hear me? 95% of the problems in relationships come from miscommunication. But nobody's using anybody to get a coach. But we high-performance athletes use uh, coaches. And I'm not selling anything because I ain't a relationship coach. That's the fucking last arena I'd put myself into. Wow. Being in the middle of a man and a woman in their relationship and trying to help them sort out their shit. (laughs) No, you couldn't pay me enough. (laughs) But my point is, get a coach. Be committed. You have to be committed There's going to be ups and downs. Ride the waves. Ride the waves. But you can make the downs a lot quicker if you remember to bring yourself back to love. Bring the anger and the hurt back to love. Transmute hurt and anger back to love. Because if you really do care about each other, you don't want to stay fighting. You don't want to stay hurting each other. It's a lot of work to do it properly, but it's so worth it, everybody. I promise you. Because of my traumatic background, I've had a lot of triggers. So, Joel, tell me something, a story about the past with a guy, friend, where they were, he was visiting her here in Thailand, and they were in the swimming pool together talking to another group of friends. All of a sudden, fucking anxiety, panic attack inside of me. It's fucked. It's so exhausting. Because some other guy saw Joy in her bikini. I know. It's fucked up. But again, I told you I'd be vulnerable with you and share with you the stuff that's going on for me. So I get these instant panics and it's connected to a faulty belief that I'm not enough or because some other man saw joy like that, that she doesn't love me. It's all fucking messed up in my head. But my point is, is that I have been getting a lot of triggers but I've been dealing with it and she's been helping me deal with it. And then I'm doing parts therapy to sort out why those triggers are happening. So my message to you is, is I'm owning my stuff and I'm doing the work to sort my stuff out. And joy is being incredible and holding the space for me and providing the environment for me to sort my stuff out. And if we didn't communicate, we'd be screwed. We wouldn't be here right now. So you need to figure out how to communicate everybody. The bottom line is, everybody, is I'm super happy in my relationship with Joy. I've fallen madly in love with this woman, and she's made me want to have kids for the first time in my life. I'm actually thinking about babies. Part of that is because I found Thailand, and that is because this is a culture where people don't have a lot of money, but they help each other. If you need a babysitter, your fucking aunt is going to help take care of the kid. It's not like back home where everybody's individual doing everything on their own. So I finally found this environment that's outside of the North American developed world capitalist model. And yeah, it's exciting. It's fucking super exciting. So Joy from One Love is moving in with the bald-headed bearded beast, which is making self-love go viral. It's a cool story. And she's amazing. She's incredible. I want to tell you guys all of this that never say never. Because before I met Joy, I saw couples at the Hong Kong airport. And I was like, oh, I will never be in a relationship ever. So what I can tell you right now is never say never. Because I've learned not to do that anymore. 
Again, to summarize, to have a healthy, successful relationship, one, and this is just my opinion, one, you need to be best friends. And if you're not best friends right now, you can become best friends, but you need to figure out a way to become best friends. Anyway, I don't like it when things don't go smoothly, as you can tell. Number two is you have to have a massive amount of communication, everybody. You have to have a massive amount of communication to make a relationship successful. And if you don't have those skills, hire somebody to teach you how to do it. You also have to have a massive amount of commitment. You can't quit. And that's what's incredible about what's going on with Joy and I is both of us know we'll never quit. And both of us know we're safe. So we keep going and we keep getting better and we keep skating together. We keep showing up to the rink. We keep practicing on our own. So to finish off with the figure skating analogy, if you want to be a happy, successful partner in a relationship, you need to be figure skating together in unison. So that means that both of you need to be at the other end of the rink doing your own practice on your own. And you have to come together and you have to practice skating together. But it's very important that the work is being done on opposite ends of the rink individually still. Developing yourself, doing parts therapy, dealing with your traumas, dealing with your triggers, dealing with your insecurities, dealing with your jealousies. And then those two people need to also come back together and do the skating and the work as partners together. That's the only way this will ever work. Love you guys lots. Remember to repeat to yourself, everything is always working out for me. Everything is always working out for me. Remember when you wake up in the morning to be super grateful that you're alive. Be grateful that you can see. Be grateful that you can breathe. Be grateful that you're able to walk. And I will leave you with this message. When you are able to wake up in the morning and you are alive, you have everything you need to be happy in your life. You have everything you need to be happy in your life. It's the cheat code. You need to get to a place where when you wake up in the morning and you're alive, that's all you need to be happy. And then everything else starts to flow because you're in alignment. And then everything starts to come back to you that you want to come back to you. Love you guys. Power on. Everything is always working out for you. Repeat it. Everything is always working out for you. Remember you're amazing. Remember that you have a unique flower to bloom. Remember that you're powerful. And remember, you've got one life, one chance to create who you truly are. Don't regret it. One life, one chance to create who you truly are. So start creating who you truly are and love yourself. Power on, guys. Have an amazing day. Happy Sunday in North America. I love you guys. Power on. You just finished another episode of the Power On Boost podcast with your host, Adrian Wesley. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and tune in next time. Power on!